Preface The United States has grown incapable of moderating its ambitions in international politics. Since the collapse of Soviet power, it has pursued a grand strategy that can be called liberal hegemony, which is unnecessary, counterproductive, costly, and wasteful. The purpose of this book is to explain why this grand strategy works poorly and to offer an alternative grand strategy and associated military strategy and force structure. Three major events affected my thinking. The enlargement of NATO to include the former vassal states of the Soviet Union, the war in Kosovo, and the war in Iraq. The first expanded U.S. obligations in ways that did little for U.S. security and needlessly antagonized Russia. Kosovo was an elective war, rationalized on the basis of information that was at best poor and at worst deliberately mischaracterized by motivated policy entrepreneurs and nearly bungled militarily due to the war's founding illusions. The 2003 Iraq War echoed the mistakes of the Kosovo War, but on a larger scale and with much greater cost. Military spending has been excessive throughout this period because the political ambitions that it serves have been more ambitious than national security required. This is a track record. The United States needs a change of grand strategy. The United States, like all other countries, must live in the world as it is, a world without a single authority to provide protection. Any state can resort to arms to enforce its claims, so the United States wisely remains prepared to enforce its claims if it must. The most important claim is to sovereignty, territorial integrity, and safety. That said, the development of military force is expensive, and the use of military force is terrible. Great American generals from William Tecumseh Sherman to Dwight Eisenhower remind us that war is hell and that war is waste. The United States needs military power and needs to be prepared to use it, but this is no casual matter. Military power must be subjected to the discipline of political analysis. That is the purpose of grand strategy. In this book, I offer a critique of the present grand strategy, liberal hegemony, and offer the outline of an alternative and the military strategy and force structure to support it, restraint. Restraint advises us to look first at the elemental strengths of the United States, which makes it an easy country to defend. The United States thus has the luxury to be very discriminate in the commitments it makes in the wars it fights. Although the United States has been much at war since the end of the Cold War, only one fight was forced on us, the Afghan War. And even there, the United States was not forced to fight that war in the naive and profligate fashion that it chose. The United States is a wealthy and capable state. It can afford more security than most states. But the United States has extended the boundaries of its political and military defense perimeter very far. Taken separately, each individual project has seemed reasonable and affordable, at least to its advocates. Taken together, however, they add up to an embedded system of ambitious and costly excess. For these reasons, I have signed up with the advocates of restraint. 
the United States should focus on a small number of threats and approach those threats with subtlety and moderation. It should do that because the world is resistant to heavy-handed solutions. It can do that because the United States is economically and militarily strong, well-endowed and well-defended by nature, and possessed of an enormous ability to regenerate itself. It is not smart to spend energies transforming a recalcitrant world that we could spend renewing a United States that still needs some work. In the introduction, I traced the evolution of the post-Cold War U.S. grand strategy debate. Though it may seem inevitable that the United States took the path it did, there was much discussion in the 1990s about how to proceed. One can identify four different strands of opinion. Sadly, these have been reduced to two.